Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Connect with DP City. We know it's been a while, but we're excited to be back with you. Today we have a special, special guest, our very own Aunt Mary Uribe. I always mess that up. Uribe. Uribe's. And we are going to talk about her Connect group, which is launching right back up. So why don't you um, just tell us about, well, first of all, who's invited to your Connect group? Anybody that wants to learn God is invited. Anybody who wants to learn about the Bible is invited. So that means you listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a basic it's a basic study and it just gives you I give a review, just a slight review of every chapter. And um, you know, it might have piqued somebody's interest to say, Oh, I want to check that book out and uh, just to get us reading and and part of that. A lot of the ladies that I have there, you know, I'm so amazed at some of the things they've learned in the study and how um, God has written with the in the Old Testament is what we learn. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyhow, we do that. We have we have Bible quizzes. We have we have uh, we take TikTok calls. And they're like, they come in there like, this is like a classroom, you know, <laughs> like a kid's. And I'm like, that's that's how I teach. Well, yeah. and then like at DP, <laughs> there was obviously, we just got past all the holidays and everything. So I know there was quite a few different uh, connect groups that took a little bit of a break, oh which yeah. is always needed. You know, you always need that downtime, the rest, and uh, spending time with God. So I know you said you, you did all that. New test or you did Old Testament, we right? We did Old Testament, yeah, from September to November, mm -hmm. and then we stopped. And I was sick during the holidays and everything, but I'm okay now. And and we had our <coughs> excuse me, we had our first meeting um, just a couple days ago on Monday, and um, it was really fun. And and the ladies were just so encouraging. They were so yeah. they were just excited. That there they was were getting so a many Bible study. Yeah, there were so many women that like I know that came up and they were like I can't wait Mary's group is coming back up you know like so they were they were pumped for it 100% and that's what you want in a connect group yeah. right you know you want them desiring more more God you know right, each and every right. time and I think you're a great testament to that well, you know that's you. awesome you know I've always been serious about teaching the Bible and not selling a book mm -hmm. and um, so we are we're not like Dan Brown, where we're not doing um, oh, later in class. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's so, my besides Jesus, obviously, he, he has to be your favorite person in the Bible. My two most people that I identify with in the Bible is Peter and John. Uh, mm -hmm. Peter, because sometimes he's passionate, but acts rash, and I could be very protective and rash and not think like putting thought through what I'm going to do, you know, and then ha have to double back and apologize or have to double back and do damage control. And that's very Peter, you know, jumping out of the boat without thinking what's going to happen. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you walk on water and sometimes you start yeah. drowning, you know, but it's all good. And Jonah, just because I've always kind of felt um, like a wanderer, I've always kind of felt like uh, an unknown path is laid out before me and scared of where that might lead, you oh, know. Yes. And so Jonah, my whole life, is always, I've always been very relative to Jonah. I actually have a fun um, teaching about Jonah that I've done a couple times called Baby, You're the Storm. Well, the whole premise of uh, Jonah, you know, is that he was supposed to go into Nineveh and warn. He wasn't even supposed to go there. And, you know, um, 
evangelize necessarily. He was just supposed to go and warn, like, hey, guys, like, there's a doomsday event coming. You guys need to move or get food or, you know, protect yourselves. Like, that was his whole, his whole, that was the mission God put him on. So it wasn't necessarily like he was supposed to go stand on a corner and hold up a sign and say, repent or, you know what I mean? He was like, this, it's just something bad's going to happen. But when you translate it, it translates it to like a reckoning or a storm or a traumatic event comes through. But when you um, look at the definition of that, what I'm trying to think of the actual word, it doesn't necessarily translate over as bad. It just means that something sizable is going to change. So think of like um, think of like Jurassic period with dan- dinosaurs, right? The asteroid coming and hitting the dinosaurs and taking them out, like an extinction event, wasn't necessarily bad for the world. It just caused a change so that man can flourish, right? Scientifically speaking. And so my whole teaching is like maybe you should step into your Nineveh and be a storm and change things. Right. So maybe Jonah was the storm that was supposed to go into Nineveh and cause people to repent and cause people to come back to Christ. He was the event, the Colossic event that was going to change everything in that city, not necessarily acid falling from the sky or an earthquake where it opens up in the middle and everyone starts swallowing in and stuff like that. So, you know, we all have a Nineveh in our life. We all have somewhere that we don't like to visit or something we don't like to to praise places or people that we don't necessarily feel comfortable around and stuff but maybe we have to step into those situations and be the thing that affects change you know i had something happen like that to me when i was in college i went back to college i think i was 48 something like that and uh, <coughs> i took speech because i wanted to get my point across <laughs> not be all oh my gosh anyhow um they're, you're not allowed to share God in the church. And I thought, well, I do everything in the church. What are you going to ask me? <laughs> so we're supposed to give a demonstration speech. It's a four-speech advanced demonstration. So I demonstrated how you can um, have a good news club in your home. And how, I, you know, and I told Michael's wife, what you do this, you know, knock on doors, da 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 get the kids in, and then the story I told to share was David and Goliath. And so I told the whole story, you know, and it was so fun. And uh, then I gave an altar call. I, I handed out the candy. I did the gr- uh, questions and blew out <laughs> the candy and all that. And, and uh, then there was another uh, thing, and I did another. Oh, I, I did another story. And then my teacher after the <laughs> she's a Christian she says Mary you're going real close <laughs> I says yes but I did it you know and they heard it and there were Christians in the room and they're like well you know because I don't think you can do that now I said oh well oh. it reminds me of like Tracy Finnis who's mentioned on our podcast before too she's um, she'll play she's the nurse over in right. the local church and She'll play worship music all day long, and I think as a nurse, like that, that type of healing is needed. I don't you know? think. Um, <coughs> sorry, I don't think it's as um, as bad as people want to act like it is. In the sense of, 
I'm still a college student. Like Tracy, she's mm-hmm. in, in a public elementary school, play, listens to sermons and plays music. Um, I'm still a college student. I'm graduating in May um, and, and then going into my MFA for my master's right away. I've used God in multiple examples of my writing in my philosophy classes and stuff. I think it's all about how you package it mm-hmm. and deliver it and being receptive to the fact that everyone has a walk of life. We know that Jesus walked on this earth and died for our sins because we've either ha- come to a relationship with him to understand that or have been raised and grown into that relationship. But not everyone has had that privilege of being raised with a family that's going to introduce them to God. You know, everyone has right. a different story, it. you know, and not everyone has maybe had a seed planted or had a you know near-death experience where they've, you know. So it's all about how you frame it. I don't think the world is as far gone as some people want to act. I don't think our politics are as scary as some people want to act. I think they want you to be fearful of that because – 90% of the people, if they think they're going to be a, um, have thrown uh, stones thrown at them and stuff like that, they're going to be too scared to share the, the gospel or, or to speak their truth about God and stuff like that. But in my experience, I mean, I've used like David and Goliath. Well, Hollywood, and that's what my major is, is writing for TV and film uh, right now, my bachelor's. Um, Hollywood loves an underdog story. Hollywood has repackaged and sold the David and Goliath story over and over and over again, you know, and Samson, they, they view Samson and and Hercules and different, different stories like that. So Jesus, he's good versus evil. Yeah. So those things aren't necessarily, I mean, even in Harry Potter, they use biblical principles where the Bible talks about, you know, how do you combat fear? Well, joy. Right. Well, in Harry Potter, they use that same exact principle. They have when you're scared of something, you should laugh at it. And if you laugh at it, that that thing that you're scared of no longer has power because you have turned it into something funny. So now you're talking about something that as believers, most believers, it's way on one end of the spectrum of Harry Potter is evil. It's witchcraft, yada, yada, yada. But it's using the biblical principle to tell a story. And even the author, J.K. Rowling, has said that she pulled a lot of things from biblical elements, am- amongst other sources. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's a it's a you know a religious mo- movie or text, but what I'm saying is, people aren't anti-biblical principles and stories and ideology. They're just scared of the Christians who are standing on the corner with signs that say "God hates fags." They're scared of the Christians who are outside of abortion clinics saying you're going to hell for having an abortion. And that's a sad repre- representation of who our Lord is because Jesus wasn't that guy. Jesus wasn't standing on a corner telling people who are sinning they're going to hell and that God hates them. Right. Jesus was the one that was sitting down with them, breaking bread with them, and just showing love and compassion. And through that, inf- enacted change. You know, the woman at the well was like, why are you even sitting with me? And he's kind of like, why can't I sit with you? Like, what's the big deal? Like, let's let's have a conversation. Right. And the fact that he was willing to sit there and, and listen and treat her like a normal person is what affected all the change on her life. You know, I'm a I'm a huge example of or not a huge example. I'm a huge believer of, yes, we should share the good news. Yes, we should preach and, and teach and share our testimony any given chance we get. But the most ministry will do will do in our lifetime is just how we live our day to day life and how people witness us living our day-to-day life you know 
And if you're being willing to love on people who look different, love on people who believe different, love on people who are. (laughs) 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 Thank you. That's just my opinion, you know. The point I was making is that you can come into the college and be effective. Yeah. uh, And not be, not be you know, preaching to anybody, but showing them how you were preaching to somebody. Yeah. And, and they, uh, those that don't know anything about it, the Lord, they can see, you know, because the story is so easy to understand. Yeah, it's it's but an underdog story. It's the yeah. pivotal underdog story, yeah. you know. But what I, I did it like four times with four different stories. And and, <laughs> and what is... How to have a bus ministry, how to... How to you know do something? But you know, what is the most? Just in case we missed anything. <laughs> yeah. But what is the most relevant thing about taking a public speaking class, preaching and teaching? Yeah, right. That is that's the epitome of public speaking. Unless you're going to be a politician, which I don't see politician over you, <laughs> <laughs> or me, or you. I just I don't know. But preaching and teaching that's that's the epitome of public speaking. Yeah. You know? It's hard for me to hold a thought. <laughs> Unless I have my lesson and I can refer back, you know. I'm the same way though. I love I love Brother Tom. I love jotting down everything that I can to help guide me in the ministry. That is the that is the one thing that um, when Truth and I were just friends and that one thing that connected us so well is we were probably the only two kids with notebooks. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was a pitch perfect saint of a teenager. Yeah, but our notebooks very different. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I was get a, that idea. I was a chronic note taker and and to this day i am like if i'm going to be in any kind of meeting session teaching any anything where i can take something away with it i'm taking notes because there's probably a lot of stuff that i'm writing down that i'm not hearing that when i double back to it i'm like oh that's good that i didn't actually yeah i didn't actually process that the first time i heard it or maybe I, i processed it differently well i'll look back years later you know and come across something and i heard the pastor say and I'm like, yes, you know, and yeah. just uh, re- reflecting on uh, the things that I've learned. And maybe, you know, usually what I hear on Sunday, I'll apply that week. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of like what that, you know. Yeah. Well, it's good to take notes. And uh, I had an evangelist who was sharing that, you know, you, you have to take notes. You yeah. just have to because you, f- you forget things. You know, as soon as you walk out the door, you're like, oh, that was good. What was it about? Well, not only that, but (laughs) I think if you don't take notes, you're doing yourself (coughs) and the pastor disjustice. Because not that all of us are entitled or um, domineering, but you should always be double double checking. No matter how much you love your pastor and how much faith and trust you have in your pastor, whoever's teaching, you should always be circling back your notes to the Bible and making sure that you're sitting in the biblical truth and if you don't take notes if you don't bring your bible to church if you don't open it up your pastor can sit up there and tell you to turn anywhere and say anything and never be held accountable for what they're what they're teaching or preaching that's why like um pastor steve and pastor judy and they said when they were doing youth they did i forgot they did a whole teaching on a book in the bible that doesn't exist yeah that's well no no yeah it was like psalms no, no, no. They <laughs> use <laughs> Psalms, but they went like Psalms chapter one hundred and eighty, or one that's not there. And did know? a whole lesson on it, and then at the end, they're like talking to them about it, and they're like, "Well, how do you know that the Bible is real?" And I'm like, "Well, you read from the Bible." And they're like, "Did we?" And they're like, "Open up the Bible and look." And 
come to find out there was nothing, <laughs> there was no chapter um, from that book there. <laughs> and so um, I, I love that. Well, until you can misunderstand what someone is saying. I had a situation years ago when I was teaching. I think it was the first grade or the second grade. And uh, one, of my, one of the parents called me. He had friends with her. And he called me. What are you, what are you teaching? What are you t telling the kids that they, they came from monkeys? And I said, I talked about this lesson, and I says, we did not come from monkeys. Mm -hmm. I says, they just missed that word. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's like, I'm glad you called. Yeah. I'll let them know. Let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you're talking about two-year-olds, right? We're <laughs> I'm no. trying my best here. No, second grade. Oh, seven-year-olds. Oh. Even seven-year-olds. They're, they're very intelligent. They, they will hear what they want to hear, though. I know my seven-year-old would be like, what? I well came from monkeys? That's so cool. Like, you that's know what a mean? parent case, right? Yeah. And this is, we're talking 40 years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's the nice opposite. Tanae's very um, pro the word of God. And no, he is. He will, I mean, he'll argue. We were, we were uh, watching Guardians of the Galaxy in the, in the movie theater, one of my favorite movies. I think it's a superhero movie. And uh, they had this guy on there called the creator. He was the bad guy. And he, and he, he says, I am God. I am the creator. And in the movie theater, my son stands up and he's like, there's only one God. <laughs> he like yells it out. And I was like, no, it's, it's a movie. It's okay. <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, you got to love his spirit. I'm not trying to doubt that. I'm not going to pour water off of, on that fire. You know, it's so funny. I was like, lowercase g, son, lowercase g. <laughs> so what do you have coming up or what are your plans for this next set of classes. We're going to be learning the um, the beat section. And um, we're going, I, I give a review, like I'll give a review of Matthew and it's Matthew's and Dan's. And then there might be something that they're like, oh, I want to watch that some, mm -hmm. you know. And I am, the ladies that came, they're, they were new. And they were saying, this is what we want to use for Bible study. So not all of us learned the first, you know, it took me years to learn certain things. And, and um, and so, you know, like we are teaching the books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And we have a little thing up on the, on the flannel. Yeah. And we do, we did, and one of my ladies from last time, she went all the way up to um, the major prophets. And I'm like, good for you. Oh, yeah, excited. I'm not past bribery when it comes to that, especially with my kids and my family. We, when Fortnite was like first out altogether for the gamers, that that's what it's called. We play it still, but um, we we bribed them with like, look, learn learn the books of the Bible in order, and be able to recite them to us, and we'll buy you battle pass and this and that. And it's what is it called? Free uh, v bucks or yeah, it's like digital yeah. currency. Yeah, so I think between our daughter and my little brother, they've probably got the farthest um, altogether. So I mean, whatever you gotta do to help fight this current well, thing, I don't ahead. bribe the ladies. They don't get food from me. They don't get coffee. I'm talking kids. I'm talking the littles. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm not past <coughs> it. I, I, <laughs> I don't mind. Mary's they're coming. Mary's they're coming a wanting it altogether. Proponent of corporal punishment if they don't learn the. The books <laughs> of the Bibles that you're gonna start getting push-ups and deadlifts no, and no. You, you don't know the you don't it's know up the up to them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the first the first five books of the Bible. You're gonna have to beat my squat PR now. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke, but I mean, I don't know. I love that. They're desiring it. I love that. So it's every every Monday. Every Monday. Mm-hmm. And at what time again? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Write that down, guys. Monday, 2 o'clock, if you want to learn more about the Bible. Ladies and gents or just ladies? Just ladies. Just ladies. <laughs> if you want to learn more about the Bible, ladies, you want to be at Mary's address. And you can always find her here on campus or call the church office to get her actual physical address. We're not going to put it out there because I don't want creepers showing up on your door. So <laughs> 951-658-0717 is the church office. So Oh, there you go. I yeah. didn't know who that was. <laughs> She's like, wait, how do you know mine by heart? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, call the office or come see Mary at on campus and, and get the details Mondays at 2 o'clock. So if you don't have nothing better to do, and bring her food. Mary likes to eat meat. No, no. No, 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 no. No, no. no what? food. We didn't have food. No, no, no. I'm telling them to bring you gifts. No, 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 no. Mary. You gotta try some. You gotta you gotta try some steaks from some other parts of the world. Okay, I'm trying to hook you up here. Come on. We have one of the kids in our in our class that he was naming all the different meats that they have in the freezer. He's actually getting ready to go to on like his first big game hunt this next week. So he's um, contacting me just to like you know get him to work type of thing. And I'm like, listen. I'll get you to work, but you need to make sure you bring me back some beer, okay? And he's like, we're not going to the game beer, though. And I was like, all right, whatever. And he's like, but I have some in my fridge. I can see if Sammy needs these. I was like, <laughs> whoa. He's like, we have alligator. We have this. We have." So he was getting bison. I was like, oh, my goodness. Have you ever had Kobe beef? I've never had it, but I've heard it's amazing. No. It's, I think it's – I could be wrong, but I think it's a cow that's raised in – yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It's Kobe beef. I've I've, I've brought yeah. home an alligator steak from Arkansas. I've had I didn't need it though. No. no. I've had alligator. It's I'm good. It's like chicken tenders. It's a little See, it's he a little said rough. It's not. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, listen, the way I had it was deep fried in batter and Okay, that would make Well, that's <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. He so. said it was like <laughs> super chewy. No, it is a little r- it's a little it's almost like, I don't know, it's it's hard to chew, but mm. I mean, I I was also in they need thick skin, so yeah. <laughs> I was also in sixth grade already. when I had it, so at that time I wasn't like the the best the palate. Yeah, I didn't have a big palate. You were a connoisseur. Yeah, no. So I probably had more ketchup and bread than I had. Like I probably, you <laughs> know, what I mean, I probably <laughs> soda pop. Yeah, I probably put a big old gob of ketchup when I took a bite of it, but I don't know. I liked it. It was deep. It was like chicken tenders. It was deep fried. So pastor said we have to at least mention something about your Kingsville diet. So what is your favorite well, type of meat? Well, I I have been getting just a Dutch roast, and I'll I put that in my Instapot, and I'll put chicken frozen chicken on top, and it all comes out. I about forty minutes worth on it comes out just real nice. Mm. But I have I have fried or I have broiled ribeye and. Very good. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Just kind of kind of just the chicken and, and the meat and whatever meat's on in any kit I'll use is chuck. But I and when I first started I got pretty boned ribeye and I'm just like oh this is I'm having it, you know, just one person so I can I'm not gonna right. have any more. But mm-hmm. yeah, it really helped my um insides. Got them all lined up according to how they're supposed to be. Then I went and had my lab work done, and um, 
I'm currently season nine, so no, lost a lot of weight. I would miss bread so much. I love bread. Yeah, it's my two same. loves. Yeah, if I could eat like you know you dip a big doll in there and stuff, mm. but yeah. yeah, I do too. Or the or the Hawaiian bread. Hawaiian bread is so good. good. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Those are really good. Well, it's been amazing catching with you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to we had to bring you back in, <laughs> but yes, come see Mary at her um, her connections. And then the name of it, oh my, the oh you mean the Kingdom Women Kingdom Women Bible Thank study. You. That is well, yeah, Kingdom Women, Kingdom Women, <laughs> and it's a Bible study every Monday at two o'clock, and that's what we do. And and everybody seems to enjoy it. And so what's your favorite book of the Bible? James. James. Yeah, that's a good one. Walk, talking about walking in faith. And that was the first one I read. I didn't know what to read, and I thought, I read that short. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I told the ladies, you know, you can read here, and it's yes, it's short. So I said, yeah, yeah. This, this one is bad. I always tell, um, I always tell the youth and stuff, and a lot, a lot of times they'll just open up to the first page, right? Because that's how they're taught to read books in, in um, mm-hmm. school. You start at one and, right. and read. But I always encourage them to go to the New Testament because it yeah. you, as a young believer, especially a teenager, yes. first and foremost, you need to know who Jesus was. So you need to l- read his life before you read so anything you're else. you're reading John, and yep. then you go read James. It shows you how to live a, as a Christian. Exactly that. So yeah. I always tell them, you know, let's, you know, start there. Read, read about Jesus, learn who Jesus was, that. And then once you once you finish that, come back and then it'll start growing on things. But the legalities, the bloodlines, the culture, all that stuff, it's it fascinating if that's what you're into. I like the wars and that kind of stuff. It's cool, but yeah. building that relationship and that knowledge of who Jesus was and how he believed, it, I think it's the, the first and foremost thing that you need to lock I in. I was going to say after 50 years uh, – when you go to the book of Matthew, it's like, oh, I'm kind of aware of that. I know that. Yeah. I know that. But it's not the first and foremost thing you really need to have. And uh, I, I started out my Christian walk with James. Yeah. And um, it was, it, you know, it was right on the mark, spot on for me. Right. And uh, Well, it is the living word of God. So for every single person. Yes. It's, it's God's word. Yeah. And man is writing it down as he speaks. God, they're writing it down, his word for word. Yeah. And um, so it's like, God, what are you talking to me about? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't you stop there? And then you read it, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't see this. Whoa, you know, 50 years. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, another one, another one. And I always look for something that's going to be like an epiphany in my life. And, and uh, yeah. A life-changing revolution. Yeah, a revelation. Revelation. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's the same. Or a yeah. revolution. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know when you said it, I was like, yeah, actually, it applies both ways. Let's and go. Maybe it's an electric <laughs> car or a revolution or something in the music. Yeah, something turned. Revolution is scientific term for uh, for spinning. Yeah, but it can changing also changing us. But yeah, you're changing up in your lifestyle too. Yeah, it can also be a, a group of people yeah. changing things, like well, Jesus Revolution. Just like you and I, we have our own way of saying it. Say it, and then you say your way, and uh, that's how it is. But it, you know, we all 
they would all read and we all get a m- different message because we're, mm-hmm. we're peculiar people and God knows each one of us, you know, per- in our peculiarity. I read, uh, <laughs> I read, uh, one, one person was talking about deciphering the Bible and they were talking about that specifically. Cause you have the scripture that says like, be the salt of the earth. And that could be taken two ways. Cause a lot of people look at it and salt does what it adds flavor, right? So go out and add flavor to the earth. So be the cultural impact, be the standard, be the identity of what the world wants to identify as. Like, as you walk as a Christian, make that look cool. Make that what people want to do. Mm, everybody's laughing yeah. around here. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other person was like, but how else can you um, comprehend that scripture? Well, back in the day, what was salt used for? It was used to make lands barren. It was used to make it to where they couldn't grow crops anymore. So when they would take over a, a land or something, they would pour salt on all their croplands so that they couldn't grow crops there anymore. So how how is that interpreted? Well, go out and make the devil's uh, territory barren so that it does not long like grow fruit. So more of a warrior standpoint than like a cultural impact standpoint. And so they were saying like that scripture right there, depending on who the person is, can be you know depicted two completely different ways and although both of them are good both of them have a positive for believing in jesus i like to add flavor yeah i like to add flavor but i'm not afraid to fight you know you know i have to tell a story (laughs) as in school people you know i heard that message many years ago and she kept me and uh it was like and i wasn't even new i never did that I worked for a special needs child. <laughs> and I got, I, this one girl, she went butt head of me and then everything she cut me off. And I'm like, you know, I like this. <laughs> Mary's like, strap them up, let's go. I, I, could, I could fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. The well, only person I ever beat up was my brother. You know, he's th- older than me. But I thought you were going to say your husband for a second. I was going to be like, oh, man. Like his father. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, it's been great oh, talking with you. Thank we you. love having you in the studio. Thank we love you. being a part of your life and having you a part of our life. Do you have any farewells to our listeners today? Oh, to think, you know, all this. I'm a senior, so therefore, I'm right now I have a blank, uh, what do you call it, senior moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just always be honest. I don't know what that what comes out of you. No, I think that's a good um, that's a good omen. You can't go wrong if you're always honest because you don't have to fret. Yeah. Like, what did I tell him? What did I say? <laughs> yeah. So that's be honest. And uh, oh, make and the Bible says here, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm. If you say you're going going to be somewhere, you be there. Sounds like that. Sounds like that. Sounds like Aunt Mary's principles to life are two things: be honest and have integrity. Yes. Well, I was going to use the word integrity, but I thought it might get too bad (laughs) (laughs) for my audience. I'm just playing there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love you, church. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and be on the lookout for future episodes of Connect with DP City. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.